Today, our show is sponsored by Nutrafol. 30 million women are impacted by weakened or thinning hair. If you are among them, know that you're not alone and there is a solution you can trust to deliver results. Thousands of women have taken back control of their hair with Nutrafol. Nutrafol offers targeted formulas for women that are clinically shown to improve hair growth and thickness with less shedding through all stages of life. Healthier hair growth takes time. You'll begin to experience thicker, stronger, faster growing hair in three to six months. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after six months of use. Nutrafol is physician-formulated to be 100% drug-free. They use medical-grade botanicals in consistently effective doses so you get the most reliable results. And no matter your stage in life, they have a solution. Nutrafol women's formulation is ideal if you're experiencing thinning hair loss caused by stress, dieting, overstyling, or environmental toxins. Their other formula, Women's Balance, is for additional hormone support for those with thinning hair through menopause. You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and entering the promo code SELFIE to save $15 off your first month's subscription. This is their best offer anywhere, and it's only available to U.S. customers for a limited time. Plus, you get free shipping on every order. Get $15 off at Nutrafol.com. That's spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com with the promo code SELFIE. Today's sponsor is EveryPlate. Initially, I thought meal kits had to be expensive, that they were kind of a splurge. But as it turns out, every plate is more affordable than groceries. Their quality ingredients come pre-portioned to help you save money and reduce food waste, you know, like the bag of spinach that I throw out every single week. You can skip the store and let every plate plan, shop, and deliver everything you need to cook a delicious meal at a consistently low price. For me, in the summer, I'd rather be out enjoying the sunshine than cooking. Every plate helps me do just that. Simple, stress-free recipes come together in just six steps and are ready in about 30 minutes or less. You can choose between 17 recipes that change every week and swap proteins and sides to your liking, so you can switch up dinner routines however you want. Every plate helps me experience more of my favorite things in life by saving me time and money, which means more money towards vacations, concerts, the list goes on. You can choose from classic plate, veggie plate, family plate, and easy plate preferences to serve up crowd-pleasing meals night after night. Try every plate for just $1.79 per meal by going to everyplate.com and entering the code SELFIE179. Again, that's $1.79 per meal at everyplate.com with the code SELFIE179. Hey everyone, I'm Kristen Howerton, a writer and a psychotherapist. And I'm Rue Powell, an admitted workaholic and self-care Luddite. And you are listening to Selfie, a weekly podcast about women learning to take better care of themselves. We think self-care is important, but it can simultaneously be elusive. We don't lack information about it, but we don't always quite get there. So this podcast is dedicated to exploring different aspects of self-care, from the silly to the serious. We're looking at health, relationships, beauty, periods, and maybe a touch of the random. We also want to look at the hurdles we face that keep us from caring for ourselves like we should. To submit questions to me or Rue, or to Claire, our beauty expert, or BJ, our resident therapist, join us in our private forum by searching Selfie Podcast Community on Facebook. Hey guys, well, we are back from our brief hiatus. We took the last two weeks off, although we were still in touch with you guys in our Facebook community, but we're back. And today we are going to be talking about homeschooling um, and what that can look like for those of you who are worried about school next year and maybe considering dipping your toes into that. So we're going to be doing an interview with Issa Moss. She is an experienced homeschooler. We're also going to be chatting with BJ about why it's so difficult to deal with uncertainty. A lot of us have a lot of ambiguity in our life right now, and I will say for myself, I find it very stressful. So she's going to be talking about that. Today's episode is sponsored by letsgetchecked.com. They're the leading provider of at-home health tests. A hormone imbalance can lead to all kinds of symptoms, from feeling tired all the time to insomnia, breast tenderness, headaches, weight gain, and changes in blood pressure. If you're looking for answers about your hormone levels or other health issues, it's a great option. Their tests come straight to your door and you self-collect your blood sample from the tip of your finger. This week, letsgetchecked.com wants to invite you to join their community with 30% off using the discount code selfie 30. All right, we're going to start out with a self-care check-in. Rue, how is your self-care going right now? It's it's going okay. Um, a, a couple episodes ago, I spoke about this potential maybe TV thing regarding uh, yeah. the work I've done um, with 
the work I've done with law enforcement to identify um, child predators. Mm -hmm. And that is still one of those things that's kind of moseying along. And I'm trying not to think about it too much. I just get a a text or a call that says, hey, we're on to the next phase and we'll see. Because it's like, I feel like with TV shows, it's a little bit like uh, being on The Voice or like some other other, a competition show where you have to go and then try out and then go to the next one and then try out totally. again the next one and try out again or like a video game where you have to defeat the final boss so we <laughs> are we're up against the final boss which is exciting because it means we've you know passed those other levels and if it doesn't happen that's cool and if it does happen that's also cool but i might freak out because it <laughs> happening means you know i have it's to a do lot stuff, of exposure so. yeah and a lot of work <laughs> Yeah, no, totally. Um, And at the same time, I'm really excited for what that could mean for, I don't know, humanity. So, so um, we'll see. And then, you know, we'll talk with um, Issa a little later. And, you know, I'd love to, I I think we should totally um, start a a thread in the selfie podcast community on Facebook about what we're all going to do come fall, um, because that is creeping up really quickly. And I've just been kind of stewing on that, but trying not to, but then going, why am I not stewing on it when it's so close? So, you know, I go back and forth. I know. Well, it's so hard because it's, you don't know what, like things change by the week. And so, you know, it's like, you don't know what things are going to look like in a week. I know. I know. And I think that's, that's the problem that that's what I get stuck on is that like you, we can't, we can't plan for two weeks out. No. We can't. We don't know what's going to happen next week. No. Um, and so it's hard to and, – and to even put contingency plans in place at this point, it's uh, – it just it, – it's – yeah, it's a lot. And so when I, when I stew a lot, I get frustrated, you know? Yes. I totally understand that. I mean, I'm actually really excited to hear our interview today because I have been really feeling like I might – homeschool my kids, which I want to vomit saying that out loud, but just Mm. because I really don't like ambiguity. I don't like the unknown. And it kind of feels like that is a way of kind of taking control of the situation and just saying like, well, I know what I'm doing. Like, I know how the rest of the year will look. Um, yeah. Versus sitting in in wait for the school to make decisions that may or may not feel comfortable for us. And my school, they're, you know, our school's doing a great job with what they can, but you know, They've got a number of plans in place and things will change week by week based on case numbers. And that sounds stressful, you know, that sounds stressful for my kids to go to school, you know, for two days a week and then go back to homeschooling or distance learning, I should say, and then go back and then no, we're distance learning this week, you know, and for things to change so fast, I just feel like, gosh, maybe it's easier to just have them at home. Yeah, I mean, I told the girls, I already talked to them about this, and I said, there's a 90% chance that we're going to homeschool, and we're yeah. going to just, and like, I'm just going to order the curriculum and yep. do this, and um, I found curriculum that is in line with Common Core, because you you know how it is, like, a lot mm-hmm. of this curriculum, especially, especially, like, religious cur- curriculum, right? Like, they, there's there's less concern about Common Core or standards mm-hmm. or testing mm-hmm. or, or, or that sort of thing. Um, so... I found a curriculum that uh, is does line up with Common Core. So let's say I homeschool them uh, 2020 to 2021. They mm-hmm. can hop back in the school system exactly. and, not, and not miss out. So yep. that's that's what we're looking at right now. But the same thing. Like every time I say the words homeschool, I go, uh, uh. I never thought I would find myself here. I know. I know. I know. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to sew some culottes for everyone. <laughs> I know. But I just keep reminding myself too, like, you know, we can do hard things. I got through it before. It wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. Um, And, you know, we're all just, we're all doing what we can right now. Yeah, actually, our first, we decided our first unit study will just be all about Hamilton because, you know, they've just been binge watching. (laughs) They've just been binge watching the, uh, um, the (laughs) Disney Plus. Um, Yeah. We've Um, watched it three days in a row. Uh, I mean, my like it's the only thing that they're singing around the house, and it's like one person sings a song, and then it's just stuck in your head. Yes, it's oh like, yeah. Um, actually, it's so funny is because they'll we'll keep watching it, and the same kids will just keep sobbing, and it's like mm-hmm. they're just like torturing themselves. So like, yes, let's watch it again. Totally, I need, I need to cry through this song one more time. Totally. 
Um, how's your self-care going this week? You know, it's okay. I think that um, – I think my biggest struggle this week – well, this week and pretty much the entire pandemic is just trying to figure out how to give my teenagers the freedom that they developmentally need right now, um, but then also the safety that we need in the middle of a pandemic, you know? And it's right. just – it's really – it's tough because I am a lot more conservative in terms of um, – being concerned about about COVID. Um, Jeff has asthma. He's 15. I have asthma. Um, but also, I want to say this without sounding sanctimonious, but I'm also just concerned about community spread and also aware that I could be a spreader, right? So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, I just feel strongly that we should still be predominantly staying at home and social distancing. And my kids have a lot of friends whose parents are not on that same page. So my kids are watching their friends have get-togethers and sleepovers and make TikToks with friends and post Instagram, you know, pictures of gatherings. And it's it's really hard. It's really hard. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, and it's, it's sad too, because like I'm, I'm friends with people and they say, Hey, we're going to have a barbecue. I'm like, I'm not, we're, we're not, we're not going to a barbecue. You know, mm-hmm. we're really, and, and I try to be, I try to, I don't know why I do this, but I try to sound as apologetic as possible, or at least as non-judgmental as possible. Yeah. Right. I'm like, you know, we're choosing to, um, socially distance right now for a variety of factors, but we hope to see you guys soon. Um, and it is it is super difficult. We have one family who is our neighbor that we've said the kids can play together as long as they stay outside. Mm-hmm. And they're not like mm-hmm. touching each other, but you know, they're all they're all playing and that's been really helpful. But other than that, they haven't seen anyone. Yeah. Um but Remy will text will tell me like, "Hey, I'm on this text thread and these, you know, people have gotten together and I go, eh, eh, not yet. Not yet, sister." Well, and it's really hard too because I I mean, I feel like we should do we should do a whole segment honestly on the friendship fallout of the pandemic and like how awkward all of this is on friendships because mm-hmm. I think it's fraught for adults and kids, but like you know, I sent one of my kids on what was supposed to be a socially distanced play date and that kid came home and said, mom, nobody was distancing but me. And everyone was sitting in a circle and I was outside the circle and it felt really uncomfortable. And I just wanted to leave the whole time because Aww. no one else was doing it. And so, you know, it's 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 hard to send our kids out. We've had – we have the same situation as you where we have a neighbor that we've kind of said we're all in a bubble because everyone works from home and everyone's kind of on the same page. But it's it's really awkward and it's – it's hard because I think my kids feel some resentment, like, oh, my mom's real intense about it. You know, it's it's hard to explain to them, like, guys, this is just hopefully a year of your life. And I know it feels like a critical year, but, like, we can make this sacrifice. But they're teenagers. Like, no teenager right. is thinking about making a sacrifice for the social good. They're thinking about, like, dude, all my friends were at a birthday party this week and I wasn't. Yeah, that is so hard. I Yeah, I, so I've I've – You know, we've got this mutual friend online who tweeted about um, someone like these anti-maskers are now making deliberately mesh masks, (gasps) like masks with holes in them as a way to stay compliant, but also as a middle finger to the system. Oh, my gosh. They're wearing a mask into Target or whatever, and it's just made out of mesh. And I was reading this like this series of tweets and I was just so so angry and I realized when this is all said and done you know whether or not I knew I was friends with these people before um like anti-maskers anti-vaxxers and flat earthers are just and like pro QAnon are just off the off the social list at this point oh I yeah I mean I I will say like you and I, we've had conversations about like, how do we want to talk about this kind of stuff on selfie? And do we want to make sure we're kind of inclusive of everyone? But like we posted something that I don't think was that inflammatory about wearing masks, (laughs) right? Like what was it, two weeks ago on Instagram? Yeah, that's right. It it, was not that inflammatory. I mean, I think it was almost just – anyway – 
And we had the anti-maskers circle their wagons, and we'd never had as many comments on a post. Oh my gosh, no. I mean, it was clear that it was was... shared in some private group and everyone said, let's go. And, you know, it was was trolling for sure. But I think after that happened, you and I are both like, all right, well, all bets are off. Like, Well, yeah. And like, look, when people say, but I have this whatever condition, of course, there's going to be exceptions to every rule, right? Like, there are people that can't, like, I couldn't vaccinate one of my kids uh, for a specific vaccine because of an allergy. There's always going to be an exception. But those exceptions are why the rest of us should comply even more. And those exceptional people are not the ones making these arguments, I have to say. Because I am a person, I have asthma, I have a legit long-documented anxiety disorder. I don't like wearing the masks. It does give me a panic attack. But you know what? I know for myself, like, I'm still going to wear it. And if I can't wear it, I'll order my groceries online. Like, There are options around wearing a mask if you can't go out, stay home. Like, you know, and I'm not the one complaining. It's all of the, all of the actually immunosensitive people I know are not the ones complaining. It's people in perfect health who think that their rights are being trampled. Right. It's right. Well, it's it's interesting. So um, a selfie podcast listener, and she's a community member, Lindsay, she just, you know, just beat she's on the the other side of a long battle with cancer Mm -hmm. and so now she has to have and she's young she's in her mid-30s and now she has to have surgery and she said i did not spend all this time fighting cancer just to die of covid19 please wear a mask Uh, because of course she's immunocompromised and you know think about all the people that are immunocompromised so um i you know look my my desire is to not alienate anyone or even sound crass or or mean when it comes to this sort of thing but when it comes down to you know people's lives on the line yeah. um it's important to say if i'm really fighting wearing a mask why and do i need to examine that a little bit further yeah i agree and i also think all of us need to think through what we're allowing our teens to do and think through if we, if our desire to like be friends with our teens or make sure that their life is, you know, not inconvenienced at all is at the risk of other people's life or death. Like we really need to have a come to Jesus about that. I I really feel strongly about that. Like the the teens and college age students are going to kill a generation of people. Like it's not okay. Yeah. You know, there's, I'm sorry that teens are struggling right now. I'm sorry that they've missed graduations and, you know, it's terrible. It's so terrible. Um, but I just, I, I guess when I look at this situation, I want to be on the right side of history. And right. when, you know, when my kids are adults and they look back at having lived through the pandemic, I don't want them to wonder, did I did I make people die because we didn't do anything or because we kept living life as normal? Like when all of this shakes out and we have the data and, you know, the longitudinal studies, I want my kids to feel like I did the right thing back then. Right. Of course. You know? Of course. And and there was this tweet too, and it said something like, you know, people who are saying life is so hard right now, and I'm, I'm just botching this completely, are really showing their privilege because so much of the world lives like this currently. Oh, I know. It's so true. You know, they, true. Delived, they live with disease or they live without access yeah. to whatever, going to part, whatever the case might be. Um, or they live in, you know, in economic tor- uh, turmoil. Yeah. So I, I read that and I kind of went, yeah, you know, like, look, my kids stay home for the summer. We've, we've got each other, right? We've got our health. We can yeah. we can go, go play in the backyard or whatever the case might be. I mean, you and I traveled to Thailand together and, you know, learned about girls who are sold into sexual slavery in their teens. I have visited refugee camps from teens who live in Syria. Like, mm-hmm. our teens will survive a summer that's not full of parties and slumber, you know, sleepovers. They will survive. They'll be okay. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I think when you uh, start to make 
well, when you look at the grand scheme of things, you know, distancing for a summer isn't isn't the worst thing. Um, I but again, like you, it I certainly sucks. feel yeah, yeah. But I won't, you know, I won't uh, <laughs> sacrifice the life of the elderly in my community for the sake of like going to book club or like having yeah. a drink at a bar, you know. Totally. We've talked a lot about skincare on the show and specifically tretinoin. If you're not familiar, it's a retinoid, which is an active vitamin A derivative that's used to improve the texture, tone, and appearance of the skin. Today's sponsor, Dear Brightly, has a product called Night Shift, and tretinoin is the active ingredient in Night Shift. This is the only FDA-approved retinoid for treating photoaging, which is premature skin aging due to long-term sun exposure. Tretinoin stimulates collagen production to prevent and treat signs of premature skin aging from years of sun damage, things like fine lines and wrinkles, dark spots, uneven skin tone, and big pores. Tretinoin can only be acquired through a prescription, but it's 20 times more potent than the -the over-the-counter retinol products. It's one of the most well-researched ingredients with over 50 years of research behind it for both acne and photoaging. I had a chance to try Night Shift, and I'm really liking it. I have the unfortunate experience of having both breakouts and wrinkles at the same time, and it's great for both. I have seen my fine lines decreasing. I've seen my skin tone looking better, and it feels really nice. If you've used an over-the-counter retinol before, you know it's really great, but a dermatology-grade retinoid is even better. Night Shift is their dermatologist-formulated serum that's tailored to your skin by doctors online. Dear Brightly works by you first of all starting by sharing your skin story with them, then a doctor evaluates your skin and your skin history. They then tailor your formula and write a prescription, if applicable, and your tailored serum will be delivered to you in the mail. It's super simple and easy. Head to www.dearbrightly.com and enter the promo code SELFIE to get 15% off your first order, which is their very best offer anywhere. That's S-E-L-F-I-E to get 15% off your first order at dearbrightly.com. So when I was a teen learning to shave my legs, my mom did not do me any favors by buying me really cheap disposable razors. If you grew up in as a teen in the 90s, you know the ones, and they left nicks and cuts all over me when I was trying to shave. So with two girls learning how to shave their legs right now, I am committed to making sure that they have good quality razors. Guys, I was probably well into my 30s before I realized the difference a quality razor makes. Today's sponsor is Athena Club. They have great razor kits that we have been using in our house for a couple months. The razor blades are awesome. They are surrounded by this water-activated serum that has shea butter and hyaluronic acid, so you get a silky smooth shave that actually leaves your skin soft and hydrated as opposed to stripped dry. And their blades are spaced out to let hair and shave cream pass through easily so you don't have to make a ton of passes going over and over the skin to remove the hair. Fewer passes means less irritation to your skin, which cuts down on razor burn and ingrown hairs. The razor kit is only $9 with free shipping and it comes with two blade cartridges, a cute little magnetic hook for your shower storage, and your choice of a handle color. I personally chose the coral. But what I really like about it is they have a ton of different colors, black, white, pastel neon. So if you have a big family like mine, everyone can have the razor in their own color so you don't get them confused. What I also love about Athena Club, you guys know I love automating things. You never have to worry about dull blades because they send refills on your schedule. You just choose how often you want them and they will send them automatically with free shipping. I would also highly recommend their cloud shave foam too. It's insanely thick and stays on while you shave so you don't have to reapply. It leaves your skin feeling very moisturized. It's really, really good. If you want to try a great quality razor that cuts down on the wastefulness of disposable razors, try Athena Club Razor Kit. You can get 20% off your first order at athenaclub.com with the promo code SELFIE. That's A-T-H-E-N-A-C-L-U-B.com with the promo code SELFIE for 20% off. This episode is sponsored by Swanson Health, a great source for quality vitamins and supplements and eco-friendly home products and beauty items. Swanson Health carries over 20,000 wellness products at a great value, so you can pick up all your favorite health products, plus discover new ones. If you want to try any of Swanson Health's great products for yourself, use code SELFIE20 for 20% off on swanson.com. Do you have two thumbs up for the week? I do. Okay, so um, in our last episode, you were talking about not liking the the brush-on sunscreen. 
the powder yes. sunscreen. And you know what's funny? It because you said when you're sweaty it feels gross. What's funny is I actually like the brush on sunscreen when I'm sweaty because I feel like it like absorbs, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um so anyway, I found one that I really like. It is called um it is by Owl Naturals, which is a New Zealand like all natural um skincare and it's all mineral ingredients, you know. Um but it is their brush-on foundation with sunscreen. It is um, – what's really great about this brand in particular is that they have environmentally friendly packaging on all of their stuff. Oh, cool. So it's one of those brands. It's actually really cool because they sell serums and they sell face washes. Um, like a lot of companies do that are all clean and green, but you can – then order refills of their products. Oh, I love that. Like the way that you can order refills of like dish detergent, you know, or laundry detergent. Like you can order refills of their serums and face washes. Um, So it's a really cool company. But anyway, I really like the brush on. I really like the powder because it feels like, you know, when I'm sitting out sweaty by the pool and like my face is all shiny from sweat, I can just be like, oh, I'm not powdering my nose. I'm I'm putting more sunscreen on. <laughs> Wait, so it's foundation. You said it's foundation, so it's it's tinted. It's tinted, mm-hmm. and they oh, have cool. to, they have various colors, which is nice too. Because sometimes, you know, it'll be like tinted, but then there's one color which is way too light right. for many many people. So right. they have multiple colors. So yeah, it. I mean, it gives you a little coverage. It looks a little bit like makeup. Um, but if you're, you know, if you're just like sweaty and red and gross at the side of the pool, it it's kind of nice. I am I'm on this like sunscreen hoarding kick just because I am trying to not you know destroy my face because I've been spending a lot of time in the sun so maybe I'll look at that too and tell you how I like it I like it it's nice um and then I have finally dipped my toes into the world of um the like quick dry hair towel oh good do you use one yeah yeah especially because my hair is kind of wavy and so i find that like the thick terry like the the thick regular bath towels just kind of frizz up my hair and destroy the wave pattern okay it's so funny because you've said that and sarah james said that and in my head i've always been like can a towel really affect the way your hair looks (laughs) and then i finally got one i the one i got is volo hero quick dry towel and it does, it does change the way my hair looks because I have oh, wavy good. hair too. Like I feel like I will, it's one of those where you wrap it around and then there's like a little tuck that you can put. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like if I sit with my hair in it for like, you know, 10 minutes, like I'll kind of like do a little work and then take it off. Like my hair is almost dry. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And I do think it is keeping my hair from breaking more. So I'm very excited about it. And it takes up less room when I'm drying it like when I'm not using it it is it's nice and thin yeah way smaller so anyway cool. I'm very excited I finally converted oh good <laughs> I'm gonna you? credit I'm, I'm gonna credit me and not Sarah with yeah, that, yeah it was for, it was from you for sure <laughs> <laughs> um okay so you know uh the end of the school year it was just distance learning and it yes. was all it was all on the computer so I feel like my kids like they didn't get any books sent home or anything like that. Um, And I found this fun, and I know it's schoolwork, and I'm being one of those moms, but BrainQuest does like like an in-between grades summer workbook. Oh, that's cool. For for younger kids. And I know my kids are a little bit younger than yours. And actually, I only I only have it for my two younger kids, my rising third grader and rising fifth grader. But uh, first of all, I love BrainQuest. I don't know if you use any of their stuff when, the, when your kids were smaller, but it's just super fun, really beautiful graphics, like really nice layout, nothing cheesy at all. And it's got like... And it's supposed to uh, battle the summer slide, right? Yeah. But it's got it's got math and literature and phonics and grammar, and it's my girls love it. They think it's fun. They think it's cool. It's nice for them to like work out of a real book. And so um, I'll just I don't make them do anything, but I'll pull it out and I'll, like open it to a page so they can kind of poke around on it while they're eating breakfast, and maybe they'll do some math problems. And it's just kind of a fun way. For us to kind of, frankly, because I'm preparing them for homeschooling, right, um, <laughs> is, is to kind of get them into, oh, look at this neat workbook. And it's so much more because it's it's also like in color, which, you know, no public school can, for, can afford color right. printouts at this point. So it's, it's really, um, it's kind of a novelty for them. So they're really enjoying it. And... BrainQuest does such a great job. So I wish I wish it came in for um, I wish they had it for older grades too because my rising seventh grader would love it. 
But I really like this. So if you've got kids that are going into sixth grade or younger, I, they might like this. Well, I like the um, fact that it's analog. I mean, I like you said, I feel like I need my, to get my kids off screens at this point, even for totally. educational stuff. Totally. Like I was looking for something into phonics that had to do with phonics and someone's like, oh, this great app. And I was like, I'm, I'm done with apps totally. and screens and streaming services right now. Totally. So um, yeah, so that's been really fun. And then I... This is this is for anyone who also has dry skin. Um, even like in the summer, my skin will get a little dry too. So I've been using this Bioderma shower oil, Ooh. and it's it feels really luxurious in the shower, and it's moisturizing. And also, I will use it on my face, especially if I'm like double cleansing. So I'll use that to get my makeup off. And then I'll follow it up with like another wash, usually like um, just another cleanser. And okay, so question about this. Do yes. you use – because I'm very fascinated because I really need to moisturize more because my eczema is out of control. Do you use this as like a cleanser and then wash it off or do you put it on and leave it on? No, I wash it off. So okay. it's I, – it, I use it in lieu of like body wash and face wash. Got it. But it doesn't it doesn't strip my skin, you know. And so and then, then once do you I put g- lotion on top of it, or do you feel like it's enough? Like you. Just oh, leave I mean, it. I put lotion on top just because I like to seal in. But you know me, like I like everything. I like to always look like a blob of dew. Yes, you know what I mean. Yes. Like I like to be very dewy and moisturized. So I do put I do put moisturizer on top. Well, especially if it's okay. So if it's nighttime, I will wash my face and then I'll do like a you know, a tr- some sort of treatment, like an AHA, BHA, whatever serum. And then I'll put moisturizer on top of that. Got it. Okay. I'm, I'm trying this because I, well, I just find too, like my dermatologist is like, you know, you really need to use like an ointment and I don't like the feeling of ointments on my skin, but I can handle oil. Yeah. And it, it feels nice. And also if, for anyone who gets like those little bumps in the backs of your arms mm-hmm. or me, yeah, I'm talking to um, me. W- KP, I don't know, Karis something. Yeah, Karis. Yes, Karis something. Karis something. Um, This, I actually have found this has been really nice for it. Hmm. Um, Because, like, my tendency is like, oh, I need to scrub it. I need to exfoliate like crazy. And it's actually the opposite. You need to moisturize a lot. So I have been... I've been doing that. And I feel like, I mean, you should feel the back of my arm right now. It feels Hmm. so nice. Um, yeah, I've been um, putting a, a sugar scrub on those. So you're, what I hear you saying is I should stop sugar scrubbing just, well, the bumps I mean, on the back just, of my arm. Just, just, try, just try some extra moisture for a little bit. Okay, I'll try that instead. everyone, I'm here with Issa Moss. She's a writer and an editor, and she started the Homeschool Starter Set. And so we are going to be talking about homeschooling. Hi, Issa. Hi. Glad to have you here. Thanks for having me. So we are in a really strange time where all of a sudden, people who never would have thought about homeschooling before are now actively considering it for the 2020 to 2021 school year. Um. Now you've been and you've been homeschooling your son for a while. So can you tell us a little bit about that and how you started with that and how that is working out for you and just kind of the beginning process of it? Yeah. So um, my son was in um, a traditional brick and mortar middle school uh, for the 2018-2019 school year. Um, it was his first year of middle school, sixth grade, um, and. You know, most parents will tell you that middle school is a gauntlet of horrors. Um, right. There's all sorts of pitfalls and stressors and, um, you know, added issues that weren't there in the elementary school years. Um, and so for several different reasons, um, I decided that the best education for my son was a homeschool education. Mm-hmm. Um, And I realized that in April of last year, I let him finish out the year for several different reasons, but it was clear to me by April that we needed, that I was going to homeschool him. And um, it took the subsequent months uh, from April all the way until August for me to 
gather all of the information necessary, you know, find out about curriculums, find out about all sorts of um, requirements. And um, at some point, once we started homeschooling, I, it, well, before I started homeschooling and I was in the information gathering process, I remember saying to myself, you know, if there was some place where I could just buy all of this, I would pay for somebody mm. to do this work for me because right. it's just so overwhelming, right? Like the more choices you have, the more you feel like you're paralyzed because which way do you go? Which is the best choice for your child? Mm-hmm. Um, and I had that thought in my head and it came and it went. And then once I was underway with the homeschooling, I thought to myself, um, and this is just kind of part and parcel to who I am and my personality, you know, this doesn't exist. So I need to make it exist. I need to offer this as a service, um, as a product, as a thing for other homeschooling families who are going to be just as anxious and just as overwhelmed and just as freaked out about the prospect of how do they even begin to tackle the idea of homeschooling. Yeah, uh, it's interesting because now I'm looking into homeschooling my three for this fall, and mm-hmm. um, I love their school. And I had never considered really homeschooling them um, with any with any great thought, right? And so now I feel like I'm in this place where I, I think a lot of a lot of my peers are, where it's just decision fatigue. It's just like, yeah. well you know, what, what curriculum? Okay. This one for this kid, this one for this kid, is there some sort of turnkey, um, curricula that we can order? And one thing that was important to me is, you know, despite uh, whatever religious beliefs I have, I want to make sure that I'm getting a secular curriculum Mm -hmm. for uh, my kids. And it turns out that there's a ton of homeschooling Mm -hmm. that is very uh, religious based. And I think it's, I think generally speaking, like learning about different religions is fine, but when it bleeds into every subject, like, I don't want to teach my kids young earth, right? So um, even just going through, um, you know, just trying to decipher what secular curriculum, what isn't, what laws um, for my state, do I have to write a letter of intent? What are the things that I have to worry about? So I can see how lots of parents are just being, uh, I guess, are overwhelmed right now. Um, so do you think homeschooling is for Everyone, or are there people that should not homeschool? Um, You know, I don't think that any answer is universally prescriptive ever. I think Mm -hmm. that there's always going to be um, situations and exceptions to everything. And certainly for homeschooling, I think that if you are a family in which you have a child with exceedingly special needs, for Mm -hmm. example, let's just say if you have a child that's on the autism spectrum and they have severe needs, maybe they're nonverbal, maybe they don't use the bathroom on their own, you know, they have a need for a ton of support. And maybe you're just not able to provide that support as well as doing the academic portion that's specific to a child that has those kinds of needs, then obviously this would not be the best situation for either you or your child. And they should, you know, be in the environment that is most supportive for their needs. Um, The other situation that I think um, would not work is if the household, the parents in the household are essential workers. Mm -hmm. Um, If the, you know, if, you, and especially, especially for single parent households in which the one parent in the household is a single, is a an essential worker. Um, you know, it's going to be almost impossible, not impossible. I know essential workers who have done it, um, but it's going to be almost impossible if you're doing 12 hour shifts at a hospital and then you come home and you're going to try to educate your kid. Like right. that's going to be super difficult to do, yeah. right? Um, so of course you have to take your specific cons- uh, situation into consideration. Um, but I think barring the really sort of egregious exceptions, I think that homeschooling, because it's not prescriptive, because there are so many different kinds of curriculums, from the turnkey curriculum that you mentioned, um, all the way to the kinds of curriculums in which uh, you have to be super specific for, for each child. Um, there are curriculums that are geared towards gifted and talented learners. There are curriculums that are geared towards children who are alternative learners. There are so many different ways in which you can go about doing this. 
there are so many different ways in which you can structure this. You know, we have this kind of perception that school starts from 8.30 to 3. This is the, these are the hours they need to do that. But, you know, if you work from home and you have to take a 9 a.m. Zoom call with your boss, then you can absolutely make their day, uh, you know, shift their day around your specific needs because, you know, you do have to earn a living and you do have your own career to um, maintain. Um, and so you can make it look almost however you want it to look and whatever suits the needs of your family and your household. Mm -hmm. And what benefits have you seen for you and your son since starting homeschooling? Well, I started him homeschooling for a specific set of reasons. And one of those reasons was um, a a successive um, escalating uh, amount of bullying that was happening in his school. Um, and that was, that was a piece of the pie, but, um, I could see how anxious my child was getting. Um, and I could see that his lack, he he was, he had a lack of self-esteem and, uh, that was getting worse and worse and worse. Um, and his mental health was really number one with a bullet why I pulled him homeschool 10. And so, you know, two months into homeschooling, my mother's a former teacher and, uh, school administrator so she helps homeschool with me um and she you know two months into it she said to me my goodness who is this child like he has changed so much you know his um, responses and his uh, frustrations and his ability to manage distress and all of these things that were really sort of alarming had now just sort of abated and he was able to just relax and get the information that he needed because he wasn't struggling with all of these other, you know, issues as well. So um, my girls, you know, once the once the pandemic started, they started doing distance learning, mm-hmm. and that was such a struggle for us simply mm-hmm. because, you know, my youngest, I, I would have much preferred that they were sent home with books and, um, you know, assignments that way, mm-hmm. as opposed to everything you know, was online and there was this, all this administrative work that came with using Google Classroom mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and like click this to watch this lesson, then this for the assignment, but then you have to put the answers in this other doc. And so, you know, my eight-year-old had like <laughs> eight different tabs open and she needed all of them. Mm-hmm. And I, I know that that is uh, something that's being echoed with, sorry, echoed by a lot of parents, just how frustrating distance learning was. Mm -hmm. And so I have this, and I don't mean to sound cynical, but I have this belief that whatever, however the school year starts um, in different states, and I know it's already been called for some states, I think we're going to go back to distance learning again. Oh, absolutely. So I, um, I have, you know, we're 95% there that, you know, I'm going to be, we're going to be homeschooling um, Mm -hmm. the girls. But I think what I'm trying to, And some people have kind of fought me on it because they're like, well, what's the difference? It's distance learning is, you know, they give you a curriculum and they can talk to their teacher or homeschooling. You're on the hook for all of it. And so I was hoping you could kind of speak to the difference between distance learning and homeschooling. Yeah, there's a very big difference. Um, I want to preface this by saying that um, every single teacher and every single school administrator did the best that they could being thrown into a lake of fire (laughs) and having to, you know, moderate the 200 children that they're responsible for in the lake of fire while everything is burning around them. Um, And so there was a lot of learning as they went. This was not a landscape that the teachers and the administrators were familiar with at all. And so this is not in any way disparaging um, teachers or schools. Um, Right. But having said that, um, Distance learning is really just um, an extension of what's going on in the classroom. Um, and it's it's an extension of the curriculum that the school district is providing you. It is an extension of the way that those curriculums and that the pedagogy is disseminated to your children. Um, And there are a lot of, like you said, administrative hoops. Maybe they'll be less so come this fall because they've had time to work out the kinks. But there are a lot of sort of um, technological administrative hoops that um, parents who are even tech savvy, you know, are sort of overwhelmed by. But the parents who aren't tech savvy were certainly overwhelmed by. 
um, homeschooling is an entirely different animal. Homeschooling is, um, and oh, and the other piece that I wanted to mention about distance learning is you, uh, you are beholden to their schedule. You have right. to log on when the teacher says that we're going to do this class meeting. Um, if she wants to talk to the parent, then the, you know, the parent has to stop what they're doing and jump on this 11 o'clock call. And, you know, all of these things that have to do with how the teacher and the school district set up the child's day. Now, with homeschooling, you get to call all the shots, right? So in some way, that can be overwhelming because you're like, oh, my God, this all falls on me. I have to figure this all out by myself, blah, blah, blah. And I get that super overwhelming, which is why I started the, the starter set. Um, but you get to set the curriculum. Again, you get to decide what your child is going to take in. If, if you don't want them learning about young earth, <laughs> you, know, you want them learning about evolution and whatever else, you get to decide that. Um, and you get to decide the schedule. So if you're the kind of person who your mornings are super heavy from 830 in the morning to one o'clock in the afternoon, you're ripping and running. But then by 1, 130, the rest of the day is super light. You don't have to worry about checking in if your job that much, or if you do, it's just here and there. Well, then your child gets to have a morning of whatever, free play, chores, art, music, whatever it is that they enjoy. And then come afternoon, you can sit down and get the academics portion done. And, you know, lots and lots and lots of kids love the fact that they don't have to be up at 630 in the morning to get fed and dressed to get on a bus to go to school. Sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, they get to sleep in and they get to relax. And it's actually been scientifically proven that the hours that these kids are awake at are not really helpful for them. They should not be up at 630, 7 o'clock in the morning trying to get ready for a day. Right. It's, it's just not healthy for them. So, you know, let them sleep in. Let them sleep in. Do what you need to do. Get everything you need to do. Do your yoga. You know, I don't know. Have 12 cups of coffee. Whatever it is that you need to do. And then get yourself settled. And then you're able to be with them and focus on them. And so the, the, the curriculum content, the schedule by which you're learning this, um, the amount of time that you devote to each subject. You know, maybe you have a child who's super quick. She devours the information in 20 minutes. And then the other 20 minutes of the class, she was spent just sort of, you know, drumming the table because right. she had to wait for everybody else to catch up. Or maybe you have a learner who takes a little bit longer to process. Maybe you've got to repeat things to them two or three times, but once they get it, it's golden and they've got it forever. Those children don't often have the time nor the grace from their teacher to have to be repeated to over and over and over again when the teacher has 25 other children that they have to tend to. So you get this sort of um, really tailored experience for your child and they get to learn in a much more organic way. Um, and also the other thing that I'll, I'll say is that in traditional education, the learning tends to be very superficial because they have to cover a wide swath of uh, subjects over the course of the 10 months. Um, but with homeschoolers, we have this, this phrase that we throw around a lot called deep dive, right? So with homeschool kids, they're able to do deep dives into subjects that fascinate them, that really light them up. And what you're doing is you're allowing them, parents are so concerned about what their children are learning, if they're keeping up with their grade and if they're you know meeting their requirements and really our job is only to inspire a love of learning mm. and so when you allow your child to lead their learning to a certain extent and say you know your kid says i want to learn all about ocean wildlife like i want to know every animal in the ocean they're not going to be able to do that at school, right? I think maybe they'll get to learn about five or six animals and the ecology and, you know, of the ocean, and then they have to move on to something else. But here you have a kid who will happily spout off the difference between a siphonophore and a jellyfish. And you're like, dude, I didn't even know this. Thank you for telling me, you know? And they get to inspire themselves. They get to to hold on to a love of learning that often gets sort of extinguished in um more traditional school settings. 
Well, can you explain, so explain the homeschool starter set and, and how it helps parents who are perhaps quite overwhelmed right now? Yeah. So again, when I was looking at all of the information to start making the decisions for my kid, super overwhelming, a ton of information. And um, I thought, you know, if I could just find, there was a one-stop shop for this, I'd pay. Um, And so what I've done is I have, from soup to nuts, created a digital downloadable set of documents that provides you everything you would possibly need to begin the process. It's just to get you started. Um, And so from the very beginning, we have a list of the state requirements for all 50 states, including DC, for how one is to begin the homeschooling process. So you know what it it is that I need to do in the state of Georgia. Right. And so Um, just so listeners know, the rules change. They vary by state. Yes, absolutely. Each state has a different uh, set of requirements. And so in the starter kit, you have um, a set of state requirements. Um, As you mentioned earlier, there's something called a letter of intent. Mm -hmm. So you can't just not send your kid to school and decide to homeschool because the truancy officers will be at your door saying, hey, hi, where's your kid? Um, So you have to submit something called a letter or notice of intent, depending on the state. so that way your school district knows uh, of your intent to homeschool and that they are not truant. I have a template. I have a copy of that template for you. I have a comp. You have to submit quarterly reports to your school district so that way they know that this child is being educated, what subjects they're being educated on, how they're faring in each subject, and if they're you know up to date. Just basically like a report card. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to submit this to your school district on a quarterly basis. I have a template for that. Um, I have a template also for the annual assessment that you have to submit at the end of the year to show what it is that your child learned. Um, uh, you know, So that way the school district knows whether the child is compliant with all the requirements and that they're eligible to graduate into the next grade. I have a, co- a template of that. I... Um, I have a list. I made it short and sweet because there are so many options out there and you just get paralyzed and overwhelmed by all of the information. So I made a short list of 10 curriculums. Um, They span from a curriculum for the gifted and talented, uh, curriculums that are uh, a little bit less academically stringent for uh, children who have learning disabilities or who just have uh, a, a need to go at a slower pace and everything in between. So there's 10 of the most popular, most well-regarded curriculums. And I specifically made sure that these were online curriculums and not the ones in which you would order the books and um, you know get the workbooks and sit down with the, the person and, and do it with them because I know that so many families are working at the same time. Mm-hmm. So this allows you to set them up with an online curriculum. And a lot of these on- online curriculums are super interactive. They have um, videos and they have animation and you get to stop within the uh, video and you know check to see if you understood the previous information and then you get to move forward. Um, the kids really like it because it feels like they're playing a video game, but they're, we're tricking them into learning. Um, right. And um, And also in that list, I also did a list of uh, education supplements Um, because as we know, it's not just the core academics that give your child a well-rounded education. So on that list, there's also, um, you know, online guitar classes if you wanted to get your kid um, for, you know, into uh, learning learning a a music instrument. If uh, your kid loves coding, there's online coding classes, a video game design, um, art classes that are specific for children. Um, there's all these uh, supplements that will give your child a more well-rounded education. Um, and then there is, there's a sample schedule because another question is also, how do I set this up? Like, how do I even begin to set this up? Um, and so there's a sample schedule. I tell people all of the time, use the schedule as a scaffold. Please be willing and able to be flexible um, because that flexibility is going to be your best friend while you are trying to educate um, a child. Um, You well know, uh, as the parent of three children, that 
um, if you want the universe to laugh at you, tell it your plans, right? Like <laughs> anything that can go awry will, you know? Um, and so it's good to have a schedule. It's good to have a plan. We have a schedule posted up on the wall at his workspace, which helps a lot because if I'm in the middle of something and he's finished something, I don't have to hear the incessant, okay, I'm done. What's next? Okay. I'm done. What's next? You know, he knows what's next. It's up there on the board and he knows, okay, math is done. Now I'm going to ELA. Cool. Um, and I think, I think that, that about does it. Well, can you tell us where to go if we want to get the homeschool starter set? Yeah, it's homeschoolset.com, homeschoolset.com. Great. Um, and you can also find homeschool starter set on Facebook. You can find homeschool starter set on Instagram. Um, and I and, think it's, and, and you're on the internet too. You're very, yeah. you're, you're very much online. Yeah, I'm online <laughs> and you can absolutely reach out to me and any questions you have. Um, you can also email homeschoolstarterset at gmail.com and I'd be happy to answer any questions you have either before or after buying the set. Once you buy the set, it's not like, all right, peace, see ya. You know, if you have any questions um, at all, you know, please feel free to reach out and I'd be happy to help as best I can. That's great. Um, okay, so one last question. And just to reiterate, if you're interested, please go to homeschoolset.com. But one last question for you. If outside of any curricula or cool, you know, just any sort of math program, etc. What's the one thing that a homeschooling parent cannot live without? Like something not just like a good attitude, but like something tangible that I can buy? What should I buy? Hmm. Um, obviously you, you need, uh, more than one device. So you, it, it, it's not at all feasible for you and your child to share a device. Um, I know that some families, for some families that could be cost prohibitive and that could be difficult to do. There are a ton of organizations out now, especially now that offer free refurbished, um, uh, devices, whether they're you know, Chrome tablets or whatever. Um, and so there's there's help out there to be gotten, but I think it's essential. I know some families for the distance learning because they didn't have an additional advice uh, device, they tried to sort of tandem use the device between the person, the parent working from home and the child doing their curriculum. And that's just almost impossible to do. It was, Isa, it was terrible. I uh. thought, you know, I thought we have a family computer. Mm -hmm. The three girls surely can surely can can share it and we could not there were so many of us doing zoom calls like mm -hmm. concurrently i needed to get one of those like extender things just to boost the wi-fi so yes that, that is probably very good advice if yeah. you can get your kid their own device and by the way if you end up for uh, any parent listening if you end up doing distance learning um uh, often schools will loan out a chromebook and some in some cases a library will also loan out a chromebook if you need to if you want to homeschool but you you, you want to try out a device to start if you're distance learning it's my understanding that almost every school district that's offering distance learning especially if they're offering only distance learning right now will either provide you with the device or work in tandem with an organization that can provide you with a device. That's great um, news. That's great. There are ways for families for whom buying an additional device would be cost prohibitive to either get low cost or free devices. Lots of organizations now are doing um, exactly that work. Great. That's awesome. Okay. So just to remind you guys, you can find a homeschool starter set online at homeschoolset.com and on all the social media at homeschool starter set. And you can also follow uh, Issa Moss as well, who is making herself available to you in this really weird time. Yeah. Thank you so much, Issa, for joining us. Really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Hey guys, it's BJ and I'm an emotional wellness coach. I have a private practice with clients across the United States and abroad where I focus on trauma, attachment wounds, and the roles they play in how we show up in our lives every day. I don't know about you, but I find self-care to be most elusive when it comes to my mental well-being. So I'm here to share in the journey of emotional self-care. We're back with a whole batch of new questions and I'll be responding to them over the next six weeks. 
Honestly, today, guys, there were 11 of you with questions that all overlapped each other. They are so layered that I decided I'll split them into two to three segments so that I can get to as much of it as possible. Basically, here's what you're wanting some help with. Staying positive in this negative environment we continue to experience in the world. In the face of that, you're wanting to know how to navigate relationships, gatherings with family who are not taking COVID seriously, or worse, think it's a conspiracy, as well as those who simply have different views on how to approach it. Within that is your own uncertainty, and you're not sure what to do around others who are coping with their uncertainty differently. So let's start with the uncertainty piece. We've talked a little bit about this before. Why is uncertainty so hard for us to deal with? We all know life is uncertain. I mean, if we didn't know it before, we sure as heck know it now. Truth is, humans will take extreme measures to get out of uncertainty. We will actually gaslight ourselves about something uncertain create a narrative around it to declare it certain, then hang our hat on it in an attempt to separate ourselves from it. An example I often use around this is when a child dies from an accident. Maybe they were left in a hot car by a parent who was outside of their routine, or they drowned in the family pool. And when a story like this makes it to social media, notice the comments. Parents come with fury and accusation and so much judgment. And the message behind their comments is always, That would never happen to my child because I'm a good parent. Just this past week, Brene Brown spoke to this in her current podcast episode. I loved how she explained it. I'm just going to give you a direct quote. When people are afraid, if you can give them someone to blame for their fear and you can sell them snake oil of certainty in times of deep vulnerability and uncertainty, they will, we will, consume and believe almost anything you tell us. We don't know how to be in pain and uncertainty. We don't know how to be productive in our vulnerability. The many ways we tap out of our pain and our fear is literally having our knee on the throat of other people. So we're all susceptible to information that delivers us from pain. Can you see how this could be happening to people around you in response to COVID? But it helps to know how to deal with other people when we better understand where they're coming from, right? So in light of what I've shared with you, how might you come into acceptance of your own uncertainty? Much of this is a practice. Repeat after me. I have no control over this, so I will do my best to choose not to waste energy on things I cannot control. Now, what can I control? Because the truth is there's always things that we do have control over. And if we can focus on that, then it can help us direct our attention away from the things that we simply have no power over. So find one thing you do have power over and do it. Every time you find yourself consumed with fear, repeat this to yourself and focus on one thing you can manage, one thing you can do. If you can continue and focus on multiple things you have autonomy in, do them. Enlisting your children in this practice will also help them deal with their own uncertainty. In fact, they're better at this practice than we are. So ask them for help. Part of staying positive is acknowledging suffering so we can move through it. It's okay to let your kids know you struggle. Even if you have a fearful kid, especially if you have a fearful kid, they need their concerns normalized. So let's see, what else was on our list? Hmm, Family gatherings. So let me just tell you my own experience with this. My son is an emergency department charge nurse, and he and his family live two and a half hours away. My daughter and her family live just a few minutes from us, and the first 13 weeks of the pandemic, we and her family stayed isolated completely, seeing only each other. We didn't even go to grocery stores. In late May, our son and his family decided to come into town for eight days over the week of Father's Day. For the two to three weeks before they arrived, we struggled with how to communicate what we were comfortable with. We ended up doing a Zoom call and having our son give us a rundown on everything he'd been seeing, what he'd been exposed to, what all of his nurse friends throughout our region were experiencing in their hospitals, and the rest of us also expressed our own fears and concerns, asking a lot of questions as well. This was followed by lots and lots more conversations over the days that followed, and it did not go smoothly. These were really hard conversations. People got frustrated, but we tried to stick with it as compassionately and caringly as we could. And we just asked that everyone's considerations be considered without judgment. We have a family that really loves one another, and I know that's not what everyone's dealing with, but at the end of the day, we had to set some boundaries and make some decisions, and we're not always that great at having hard conversations. All we could do was communicate our needs, then decide what was best for each of us. We agreed to not try to change anyone's mind about anything. 
While your family might not be as reasonable or respectful, you do get to decide what you're okay with. So decide it and do it. It's likely going to require you to have some really difficult conversations though. So have them, but let me give you a tip. Don't let the conversations be about what you disagree about. Let them be about the decisions you've made for yourself. If they can't accommodate you, don't go. But don't spend a lot of energy on being upset that they still gathered and no one wore a mask. Because here's the deal. And this is where I'll circle back to the uncertainty. This is just the way they're mitigating their fear. They've bought the snake oil of certainty. And your desire to make them see how wrong they are is your way of managing your uncertainty. Listen, times like these bring out the best in some people and the worst in others. But if these are lifelong and lifetime relationships, let them be wrong. One of the hardest things you'll ever do is love someone through your differences. And sometimes doing so is going to result in separation, maybe even a permanent one. Put your very limited energy in taking care of yourself and your immediate family. We've still got a long way to go before this is over. And wouldn't you like to be one of the ones that this brings out the best in? Let's go deeper into our conversation at Selfie Community Group on Facebook. See you there. Hey, thank you for joining us. Continue the self-care conversation with us on Instagram at at Selfie Podcast and in the Selfie Podcast community group on Facebook. You can also visit our website to check out the resources we've talked about in each episode at SelfiePodcast.com. Make sure to subscribe to Selfie on iTunes so you can catch up with us next week. Take care. Take care.